ان الحمد لله نحمده تعالى ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد فيا ايها المسلمون ان الله جل وعلا he has mentioned to us and he has clarified to us the reason behind fasting and the wisdom behind fasting and the value of fasting when he said in his great and mighty noble book ya ayyuhalladhina amanu o you who have believed kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun o you who have believed fasting has been prescribed for you just as it was prescribed for those who came before you so that you may attain, you may attain at-taqwa i.e i have made the obligation of fasting obligated and mandatory upon you o believers just as i made it obligatory and mandatory and binding upon the believing nations that came before you so that you can attain a taqwa a taqwa that is the highest of levels that a human being can attain the ashraf al maqamat the highest of levels and the highest station and the most excellent station that the human being can ever attain the pinnacle of life that the human being can attain in his life a taqwa piety of allah fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i.e. that you have such fear of Allah such hope in Allah such love of Allah jalla wa az that it causes you to abstain from the muharramat it ends up causing you to abstain from the prohibited matters and execute the commands of Allah and thus as a result of that 
Allah becomes pleased with you and you become pleased with Allah Jalla wa'az. Ayyuhal Muslimun. Indeed, the fasting that does not produce a taqwa, the fasting that doesn't produce piety, it is a fasting in reality that has no value. It has no worth. It's pointless. Just like the zar', just like the, the heart, the farming and the plantation and the planting of seeds in a farmland. Those seeds that are planted in the farmland at the end of the season, if they ever never end up producing any crops, never end up producing any fruits, then that, that, then that uh, farming and that planting of the seeds in the, in the farmland was useless, had no value. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, He said, Rubba sa'im laysa lahu min siyamihi illa al-ju' wal-atash He said, perhaps a fasting person, he will have nothing of his fast and experience nothing of his fast and get nothing out from his fast other than hunger and other than thirst. And perhaps a person who stands in prayer at night, perhaps he'll get nothing out of it other than having a sleepless night. Ayyuhal Muslimun. Indeed, ibadah, worship that is genuine, worship that is real, worship that is true, it is meant to push you, it is meant to encourage you, it is meant to propel you into having characteristics that are noble, in fi'l al-khayrat, in doing deeds that are praiseworthy, worship that is true and genuine, it should propel you and push you and encourage you in engaging in deeds that are virtuous and it should bring about beautiful characteristics in you. It should have an effect on your character. It should have an effect on your mannerisms. It should have an effect on your dealings. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam in what has been recorded by Imam al-Bukhari in his Adab al-Mufrad in a narration of Abi Huraira declared sahih by Imam al-Albani. He was asked, Qila ya Rasulullah, he was said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, inna fulana tasumu an-nahar, tasumu an-nahar, wa taqumu al-layl, wa tasumu an-nahar, wa taf'al, wa tasaddaq, it was said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, indeed so-and-so, a female, so-and-so, she prays throughout the night. Throughout the night, she's engaged in prayer. And she fasts throughout the day. And she does, and she does, i.e. she does deeds, great and tremendous deeds. And she gives in charity. And the thing by which, the wealth by which she gives in charity has not been mentioned indicating the great amount of charity that she gives. However, the narrator, he said, However, this woman that comes with these ibadat, al-azimah, al-ha'ila, these great and tremendous acts of worship, she harms her neighbors with her tongue. So in spite of all of this worship that she came with, she harms her neighbors with her hands? No, with her tongue. So what did the Messenger of Allah say about her? 
There is no good in her. She is from the people of Al Jannah? No. She is from the people of the fire of hell. She is from the people of the fire of hell. He said, There is no good in her. There is no khair in her. Anything that is called khair, anything that is called good, the Messenger of Allah negated it from her mutlaqan. Absolutely. Anything that is termed good, virtuous, that woman is devoid of. As a result of what? As a result of her harming her neighbors with her tongue. The, mess the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, negated good from this woman not as a result of her harming the neighbors with her limbs stealing from them hitting them but rather the messenger of allah negated all good from this woman that came with these tremendous acts of worship acts of worship which may put many of us to shame but in spite of that the messenger of allah negated anything that is good from her why because she harmed her neighbors with her tongue insulting them backbiting them gossiping them because worship it is meant to produce fruits worship is meant to have effects Zahiran, apparently in your character in your mannerisms in your dealings with others and for that reason we find the messenger of allah saying in the next part of the hadith when the narrator he said and then they said that so-and-so she she prays her obligatory prayers her five daily obligatory prayers and she gives sadaqah great amounts of sadaqah no she gives sadaqah with athwar with curdled cheese bits of curdled cheese and it's mentioned in the indefinite form, indicating that she's not giving great amount of curdled cheese in charity, but rather she's giving some bits of curdled cheese in charity. But this woman who only prays her five daily prayers, and she only gives cheese, curdled cheese, bits of curdled cheese in charity, she doesn't harm anyone. She doesn't harm her neighbor. <clears throat> she doesn't harm her relatives. She doesn't harm her Muslim brothers and sisters. She doesn't harm the non-Muslims unjustly. The Messenger of Allah, والسلام, he said about her, She is from the people of where? She is from the people of paradise. Why? Because ibadah, this is a qa'idah. Worship, worship that we engage in isn't performed just for that worship in and of itself, but rather the worship is performed for that act of worship in and of itself alongside that for the effects, for the fruits, for the results that that worship is meant to produce, for the effects that it should have upon your character, upon your mannerisms, upon your dealings. And if it doesn't, then the person he needs to ask himself. There's a great difference between the two. Between the acts of worship, which have an effect upon your character, 
upon your dealings, upon your etiquettes, upon your characteristics, and upon those acts of worship that don't allow your tongue to remain established upon the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أقول قولي هذا أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد The woman, the woman who prayed throughout the night قيام الليل تهجد The woman who prayed throughout the night And the woman who fasted throughout the day And the woman who gave great amounts of charity Apparently for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Messenger of Allah والسلام, said concerning her, she is in the fire of hell. A woman who prays in the fire of hell. A charitable woman in the fire of hell. A fasting woman in the fire of hell. Are you going to join her? Ask yourself. You're fasting, aren't you? And you're giving in charity. And you're praying. Are you going to join this woman because she, she shares the same thing that most of us are doing anyhow? Are we going to join her in the fire of hell? Because fasting, as has been mentioned, it should change you. It should bring about a change in your character. And you have had now two weeks. Two weeks to be able to ascertain. Two weeks now. Over 14 days to determine whether or not this ibadah of fasting, this ibadah of qiyam al-layl, this ibadah of sadaqah, whether or not it has changed you, whether or not it has brought about something new in you. Has this, ask yourself, has this Ramadan, these 14 days that have gone by, have they brought about new characteristics in you? New praiseworthy traits within you. Is it the case that you are now better in your ilaqah, in your relationship with your Lord the Most High? Is it the case that after these 14 days, your ilaqah, your relationship with your parents is better than it was before? Is it the case that your ilaqah, your relationship with your, with your wife is better than it was before, with your husband is better than it was before, with your children is better than it was before with your neighbor is your ilaqa with your neighbor better than it was before the 14 days that have gone by so far has it changed your relationship with your brothers your sisters your siblings or with your muslim brothers and sisters or with the kuffar the non-believers has your relationship become better towards them or at the very least is it the case that maybe nothing new has come into you and into your character. Your character perhaps hasn't changed in terms of something new being brought about in it. But is it the case that something that was evil in you, despicable in you, 
despised in you, an ill-favored characteristic, an ill-favored trait of yours, a habit of yours that was dispraiseworthy, is it the case that at the very least you've got rid of them and disposed of them? Because if you haven't, then that perhaps is an indication that your siyam and your fast, it is on the brink. Perhaps Allah will accept it and perhaps he may not. So ask yourself that question. Is it the case that a change has been brought about in you? Is it the case that betterment of your character has been produced as a result of this worship? Because that is what the worship is for. And that is what this worship should do. It should change you in your character, in your dealings, in your mannerisms. And if it hasn't, then think about that woman. And think about those people. Fasting people of the fire of hell. Charitable people of the fire of hell. People who pray but they're going to be in the fire of hell. Ask yourself if you're going to join them. I summon myself and my brothers and sisters to ask ourselves this question truly and then act accordingly. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. Wa sallallahu ma'ala nabina Muhammad. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa aqimis salah.